everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, married to the best man in the world, Robert Victor Anthony Murgatroyd. How are you today? I am just ducky. How are you? I am uh, the best man in the world. What, um, what did you do that's making you the best right now? Well, we're talking about working together. So if I pre-framed how amazing I am, then I think this podcast is going to flow a bit See, more. See, that's fit. the problem with you. Because if you had pre-framed how amazing I am, then I would have a different energy towards you. Guess what we are talking about today, ladies and germs. We are talking about working together. Probably the most asked question we get is how the F W M L M N O P do you work together all the time? And like not like, kill each other. If you think about this, we woke up this morning, you know, and uh, at seven thirty, we took the kid to the bus stop. Then we did two and a half hours uh, doing a meeting. Then we went to lunch. Then we came back from lunch. Now we're doing a podcast. Then we're going to go out um, uh, this afternoon, and we're going to go to uh, uh, we're going to get ready to go to a gala. A gala, I like saying gala. We're gonna go to a gala tonight together. I've never galled so much since we moved to Florence. No, but when I spend money, you say to me, why are you gallivanting? That's true. All the time. So anyway, we work together a lot. So I Well, not just do we, we've worked together a lot. Stop interrupting me. (laughs) Not only have we, do we work together a lot, but we have- for the better part of almost, oh my God. Oh, you're gonna gulp on here too? Oh God, I have to remove my headphones. I can't, I can't, I can't get away from it. Ugh. Misophonia. She hates when I drink water. Um, okay, I digress. We have worked together since 2005. So if you do the math, we're 17 years in to working together on some level. First, we worked together in your medical clinic. Then we worked together in our first company, jetsetlife.tv. Then we worked together in our network marketing company. Then 
we split. Once a network marketing company was doing well, you, with the whole reason we started that was to get you out of job number one in the chiropractic medical clinic. So you started your podcast, you started doing events, I did the network marketing, and now we're coming back together and we're doing your events and we're starting to uh, branch off multiple different streams of income related to travel. So how we, interesting is that for a little a little a little 17 year history of working together? All right, so that's the backstory. Um, what facilitated or what prompted this podcast is a question. And the question was, how do you maintain partner accountability without placing expectations? Now, first of all, I am a guy that collects questions and that is a really fucking good question. Okay, so this came from Stephanie Gallagher. Oh God, just dropped my- Oh my God, you <laughs> yelled. You realize that's a microphone know, you're yelling into. I'm sorry, into. I'm sorry. I just Stephanie dropped my phone. Stephanie Gallagher, pull up a picture of Stephanie Gallagher. I like to I like to see- You like to make a picture with Yeah, I want to make a picture. To. I, I want to, I, I okay. think I know what she looks like, but I want to make a picture okay. for her. All right, so as you're pulling that up, let me reread the question. Partner accountability, how do you maintain- partner accountability without placing expectations. So I'm going to take a stab at it. And then Kim is going to take a stab at it. And you'll ultimately realize that my answer was the better answer. So- Oh my goodness. <clears throat> okay, Stephanie, I got a picture of you in my brain. You're a very pretty lady. Um, so I'm going to give you a very pretty answer. Um, so first of all, as uh, as your coach for the next five minutes- <laughs> Who's coach? Uh, Stephanie's. Oh, okay. I thought you were uh, being mine. Oh, that's look, see see, that, lesson look at that, number one. Look at that reaction you had lesson when I said, as your coach. Lesson number one. Um, how do you maintain partner accountability? Well, baked into your question is that you are... <laughs> you're wanting to be, uh, you're, you're wanting to have accountability from your, uh, you're wanting to, to keep you're, your wanting, you're wanting your partner to be accountable, accountable to you or vice versa. So I'm assuming the, the fact, since you asked the question, I'm assuming <laughs> that your partner is not being very accountable. That is what my 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 assumption is, and I uh, I don't Inspector know that over I there. don't know that I'm right, but I, but I'm right. Yeah. Um, okay, without placing expectations. Well, based based upon your question, you do have an expectation <laughs> about his accountability, but uh, or her. I or her. I understand why you're asking that question, which is, you know, essentially. How do you have some kind of accountability if 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 you say, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z, as I now learn to be, uh, they now call Zs here, um, are not done. How do you how do you do that? So, if you can figure out the answer to that. <laughs> Let me know because okay. now hold on. This no, is because no, this you're is, such this a is, micromanager. No, no, no. This is my. This is my. my I'm going to give you your mic. This is my mic. Okay, I have the seashell. Um, listen, Stephanie. Okay, but you're not saying anything. <laughs> okay, Stephanie. Between me and you, I have no fucking idea. Okay, because. I cannot make this woman accountable. So the way we have done this, I'm going to tell you how we've worked it out because I've tried, Stephanie, I, I tried <laughs> between me and you, okay? I, I've checklisted her. 
Okay. <laughs> I've emailed her. She doesn't even fucking answer my emails. Okay. Delete, delete, delete. I've, I've gone into her email and flagged it so that my email <laughs> comes up as, a, as an important, you know, the important one. I, 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 Stephanie, I've, <laughs> Stephanie, I've done fucking, I've done everything. Okay. She, she won't be fucking accountable to anybody. Okay. She's not going to do it. She tells me it's her Zodiac sign. I, I don't believe it. Okay. She's like, ah, you know, I'm this sign. We don't do that. I, I've tried notes. I slipped notes, like, you know, where I think she'll see it, you know, on the dashboard of the car. Okay. I've had friends email. It doesn't fucking work. Okay. <laughs> So what we so what, what we just what, learned is how micromanaging my husband is. What ultimately and by what, the way, all those things he said he did at the exact same time. Okay, what we've eventually learned is that she will not be accountable to me. So we have identified different lanes that the person is responsible for making no accountability because that person owns the lane. Now, if you, if you choose which lane the person to be in and they're not performing in the lane, then you have a conversation and say, this is, your wrong, this is not the lane for you. So I'll give you an example of what that means. So there was a time where- um, There was a time. Years ago, um, Kim, I was, I was doing Quicken. And it was. Ooh, it do was, you remember that fight? It was in my chiropractic. I literally can picture where I was in the moment. And I was like, I don't, I just don't want to do Quicken anymore. You know, I'll just, I'll just have you do it. So I told her to do Quicken, and I would stand over her shoulder while she was doing it and say, No, 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 click, click that button. You're clicking the wrong thing. No, no, no. Cate- categorize cat- that. No, 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 you categorize it like that, and then after. Not that many times of doing that. She loses a gasket and she's like, you told me to do it. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? Because what? why are you telling me to do it if you're doing it over my shoulder? And that fight taught us that you, when you make a decision to have the other person be responsible and accountable for something, then you got to take your foot off the pedal and you have to let that person do it. If they don't do a good job at it, then when you have another meeting, you say, hey, look, you're the one responsible. And here's what happens. What happens is in the example I just gave you with Quicken, if you give the person that responsibility, they have to produce something for the CPA at the end of the year. And if they don't produce it, then your taxes don't get filed. So when you determine responsibility in an area, then you have to stay the hell away from it and let the person do it. And the one thing that I've done really well with, I'm proud of myself, is once I have determined that somebody is responsible for something, I even forget that that category exists because I know that that person does it. So, um, Comment on that and then tell me your opinion. Okay, so on that last portion where you're like, once someone's responsible, I step away. I do. Okay, first, there's a trust but verify policy. Well, of course. (laughs) I'm not gonna just completely give it to you. (laughs) Right, so let's use Quicken. Once he sees that I am consistently doing it and, and it's happening and we're both happy with the result, then he'll release the Kraken and he will- No, not release the Kraken. I'll I'll take the reins off. You'll take the reins off. But okay, here's the thing. 
So here's my feedback. We have two people in this relationship. One of them likes to control everything. The other one doesn't want to be controlled. I'm speaking about my relationship. Stephanie, I can't speak to yours. But one of us is an interferer. One of us is a bit more controlling. (laughs) One of us is a bit more chill. And why is it that your <laughs> one of us's are the one that sounds sane and the other one sounds completely like one flew over the cuckoo's nest? <laughs> well, because that's accurate. But also, you know, on my side, look, here here's the reality of the situation. Once Rob and I figured out what our strengths were. So there's a thing called the strength finder. I highly recommend this. If you're just in relationship or if you're working together, I highly recommend that you take the Strength Finder test. Google Gallup Strength Finder. You take this test and it will sort their 34 characteristics, personality characteristics, strengths in order from one to 34. The top 10, those are your strengths. Top 15, maybe you can bring some in like that lower that lower portion of the top 15 up if you learn new skills. But after 15, let's just say this isn't this isn't for you. So once you take that test, I would highly recommend sitting down and reviewing each other's strengths. And the way Rob and I like to do this uh, was over mimosas on Sundays because we felt like if we had a little a little uh, a little buzz going. A little buzz going, then we could laugh about it. And I would read his strength. I would read what's strong about it. And then it would give the blind spot of that strength. For example, if you're someone, I'm, I'm super strategic or um, I'm a ideator. So as an ideator, I like to come up with ideas. I actually can't help myself. So if you come to me with a problem... I am going to problem solve with strategy, with ideas. But sometimes if you're my friend, my husband, my child, you might come to me with a problem and you just want to vent and you don't want me to help you. You just want me to listen. Well, the flip side of my strength is that I don't do that very well. So I have to say, do you want me to help or do you want me to listen? And I mean, I got to interject, interject there because you, 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 no, 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 you, you, you uh, skipped over the most important part of the ideation, the the flip side of the ideation. Mm. So I am not a, I'm not an ideator at that level. So like Kim mentioned, there's 34 of these strengths. So everybody has one of these, but hers is, let's say ideation is number one, but for me, it's number 34, right? So I have it, I can come up with an idea, but <laughs> but, I, but you snorted. Um, I can come up with an idea. Because it was that funny. But... Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I, but not at the level that she can come up with them. Now, here's the difference: Kim can come up with an idea, and then tomorrow she'll come up with a new, a new idea. <laughs> she'll forget the first idea, and then she'll come up with the next one, or she'll come up with the same idea again and forget about it. And, and then the totally next day, think it's brand new. and she'll think it's brand new. Okay, so it's literally like um, imagine driving Miss Daisy with Alzheimer's. Okay, that's what it's. That's basically what it's like. It's but, great. It's it's. She tells it. She she. Okay, but hold, me, hold on. No, hold on. No, hold, no, no. Hold this a is, second. This was my I know, seashell. But I have a. Be- no, I have something to say is, here. I'm going to delete your mic. Okay, right now. no, no. Hold this on. This was my seashell. All right, go ahead. So yes, I'm an ideator. So that's great, and I might forget my ideas. But I'm not an executor that's at where, that level. That's where I was going. 
Right, but that's where I was going. Okay, good. Okay, see how he's an interferer and a micromanager? It just Stephanie? took you, it took Stephanie, you a long time. Listen, it took me a long time? Yeah. Stephanie, do you see what I'm dealing with over here? All right, so- Stephanie, here- she, she, I'm t- <laughs> Stephanie, she completely doesn't fucking listen, okay? I, I It's like, I feel like so, you know, sometimes- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, let me finish my thing. So if you do the strength finder and you see that- one person is more skilled in details or one is bigger in ideas or one, like if you take someone like me, who's an ideator, I'm strategic, I'm bigger picture, I'm those things. I am not an executor. I, there's, that's not my skill set. So if you give me tasks that require tons of execution, first, I hate them. Second, I'm bored. Third, I'm going to do everything else first and I'm not going to do what you want me to do. So you might have an expectation that I should be doing this, this, and that, but really that's not my skill set. So my my jobs in the home or in the business are just, they're not good for who I am. They're not good for for my strengths. So that's the first thing I, I think I would say is take the strength finder, figure out your strengths, Whatever it is, if if we're talking about home expectations or if we're talking about joint business, working together expectations, divide the tasks and into where each other is um, strong and then conquer in that way. And then one thing that really helped me is we had to learn about the way each other process information because in the beginning, it was mind-numbing for me to have conversations because Rob would be telling me something and he would have to get, I mean, he could talk like a dissertation, like 15 minutes. And if I interjected, interrupted, and you'll even see in the podcast, he'll interrupt me. If I try to interrupt him, he yells at me. Because if I stop hold on, him- that's hold, not that's not true. Holy <laughs> shit. Let me tell you why. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If he- he cannot function because if I interrupt him in the middle of telling me something, he literally has to start over at the very beginning because his brain works linearly. So the story, he has to start at the beginning of the story to tell the whole story. If you get three quarters of the way through the fucking story and you interrupt him, he starts back over. And initially, I thought he was doing it as like, to be a dick. And I was like, okay, you literally don't have to start at the beginning. I heard it for the last 15 minutes. Get back to like, I'm trying to take pick the record player up and put it back where it, it left off. But then I learned that he has to process information linearly. And so now I do the very best I can to keep my mouth closed and like take mental notes of what needs to be said. I, I'm not perfect at it, but I know that's how he processes. The other thing is for me, like if Rob already admitted <laughs> ideation is low on, the, low on the totem pole. So if he comes to me with an idea and it's like half cooked, I'll shoot holes all in it immediately. And so now he comes to me and he says, this idea is not thought through. I'm externally processing. I am thinking about it and I have an idea, but I don't know it's good and I haven't like thought through all the areas. And so he gives me a little bit of like, um, like a forewarning and then gives me the idea. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he hasn't thought this through. So I, I take it in as a different way because he externally processes. So people that external, and this is good to know about your partner, 
People who process externally are thinking out loud. People who process internally, we think all the thoughts and then they come out. So we're both going to arrive at an answer at the end. He just has to talk it through, whereas I do it, I do it on the inside. And so when I give you an answer, I've thought it through. When he gives you an answer, he has not thought it through. So when you put us together, that can be a massive conflict until you realize how each other processes information and you accept it and understand it and you don't make them wrong for it. All right, last thing, we'll wrap this up. Stephanie, I'm not sure if this helped you or us more. Um, <laughs> is Well, we the expectations, we didn't get to the expectations part of this. So the expectation for me is, so Rob and I, have, let's say we are doing, are hosting our next platinum event, event in San Moritz, right? We have an expectation of how this event will go. We have things that need to be done. There are things that Rob does. There are things that I do. We both have a vested interest in the outcome of this event. So if we have assigned the task properly, if we have um, done all of that, and the way we manage through it, which is, this is actually new, and this came through um, kind of creating a meeting template for us. So Rob mentioned we had a meeting. Uh, we have meetings in the morning over coffee. The meeting template, because we have our network marketing company, we have our uh, work hard, play hard events. We have our platinum events. We are getting ready to launch a YouTube show. We have the podcast. We have um, e-commerce stores. Coaching. We, ha we have coaching. We have investments. We have all of these areas. We have now reels and TikToks and social media and all of this stuff. If we don't have a format to have conversations about all of these areas and... Um, really detail it out and see where we're at in each of those areas, then it goes to shit. So now we have a format of a meeting where we hit each of the areas. We talk about what we previously talked about, like we'll remind, give a little reminder, and then we'll, you know, add and add on any notes we need in our meetings on that. That has really helped me uh, stay on top of it. And I think the expectation is if you both want whatever it is to work, whether it's the marriage, the business, the expectation is there. And I think when you don't do your part and you don't do the things you're supposed to be doing and showing up, I think first find out why that's not happening. Why is the other person, instead of just like, Rob, why did you not do this? Why did you not do that? You have to find out why they're not doing it. Maybe they have a reason. Maybe they're not clear on the assignment. Maybe it's not in their lane. Maybe it's something you should be outsourcing and, and not having one of you do. So have a conversation about why it's not get, getting done before you point the finger. And also when you assign lanes to somebody, don't be arbitrary about it. Like, you know, she mentioned the strengths. Make sure it's in alignment with their strengths and also make sure that they want to do it. You know what I mean? Like there are things that um, I just naturally enjoy doing that's just not something that Kim enjoys doing. For example, um, even little things, like if, if it involves a phone call, then that's my lane. 
If it involves an email, it's her lane. I'm not detail oriented. Um, I can't find a fucking email to save my life if I need to find one that was like two months ago. And Kim is extremely strategic. She's extremely organized and she's good at accessing information. So anyway, it's her lane. All right, the last thing we're gonna leave you with is um, there's gonna be times when something is gonna pop up that is in neither person's lane. It's, an, it's a one-off. Uh, and, and they have Upwork for that. <laughs> and they're, well, um, y- yes, but, but y- you may have passion or energy around a decision. So, you know, for example, um, you know, we were talking today about doing a fourth podcast. You know, we do- uh, three, A fourth episode. Fourth episode. Third uh, and fourth, actually. Thir- third and fourth. We were talking about doing third and fourth. And, you know, I had an opinion and she had an opinion. So being open to what the other person has to say, if you're, you know, on a scale of one to 10, if your position on it's like a two or a three and her position is like an eight or a nine, um, it's not, you know, it's not that difficult. You know, you just kind of go, okay, well, this is clearly more important, but there's going to come a time where, you know, it's going to be a 10 for you and it's going to be a 10 for the other person. So you really have to, you know, ask, say on a scale of one to 10, is it really a 10 for you? Mm, It's like an eight. It's like, I'm not going to die on this sword. And the other person's like, I am going to die on this sword. You are going to, if you do this, it is going to completely screw up blank, blank, and blank. So I am not budging. So ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, if it's like a four or a five, give it to the other person. But if it's something like, you know, an eight or a nine, really, really be honest with yourself and say like, it's important, but it's not a 10 for me. Ooh, one more. Yeah. One more. Be open to being influenced. Mm, that's a uh, that's a Gottman uh, that's a Gottman thing. The secrets of successful marriage are the partner can influence the other partner. Be open to being influenced. I have seen marriages where it's like a guy or a girl wants to do something, and the girl's like, "He always does this." Blah 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 blah. Like. Be open to the influence. If Rob comes to me with an idea, I listen and I'm like, okay, so I like it, but what about this? And then he's like, I like that, but what about this? And we're open to being influenced by each other. That in in itself is collaboration versus just, I don't like your idea, stop it. You know, like conflict, you know? I think sometimes people get a little too into being right instead of being influenced. And so many amazing things have happened in our relationship and our business because we were open to being influenced by each other. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to join us on our next events, we're gonna be in San Moritz on February 21st. It's a platinum, it is our highest level event. You wanna know more about it? Shoot us a direct message on Instagram. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.